Welcome to Enrich Relationships, a podcast designed to help leaders improve their personal and professional relationships from a father and son team. We each bring executive corporate experience in both public and private companies, as well as personal experience as brothers, fathers, and sons. I'm Dax Rich. And I'm Larry Rich. And together we discuss different leadership skills and concepts that will help you at work and at home. I remember when our kids were young, my wife and I took a class and it dealt with saying what you mean and meaning what you say. And I remember one of the quotes that they shared with us was, and as parents, we hear ourselves say something like this often, if you don't do this, this is going to happen. And a lot of times it's something crazy like, I'm going to kill you if you don't do this. Or if you don't do this, some other thing that makes no sense. Or another thing, another line that's common is, How many times have I said this to you? Or how many times have I told you to do this? Or I've told you a million times too. Well, how ridiculous. A, were we counting? And B, why would we say that? I mean, why are we asking a child or even an adult? Why why would we say those kind of things? So one of the, the lessons that really came from that and that I think about a lot as far as relationships are saying what we mean and meaning what we say because that requires a lot of self discipline. It comes across first that we might be disciplining another person, but in reality, we're really trying to discipline ourselves so that when we say something, we've thought about it, we understand why we're saying it, and then not only do we say it with confidence, but we also say it with an objective in our mind that is beneficial to the relationship. Well, and I've got two stories to kind of build on that. So the first one is just a recent one where a manager I once had sat down with me and said, hey, whatever you need from me, I will always be there to help out. And, you know, that's kind of that generic thing you hear from a leader. I'll be there for you. Whatever you need, just let me know. Thank you for that. But a future meeting, they actually were a little more specific with me. And they said, hey, when you're writing this document, I want you to know that I will be there to give you as much feedback as you need so you never feel uncomfortable going into a business proposal meeting. I said, that's really helpful. Thank you for being so specific. A couple days later, I reached out and I said, okay, I do have some questions here. This is my first time doing it. What would you say I do X, Y, and Z? How do I update this? Whatever. The boss never responded. I said, okay, well, maybe they were just a little busy, so I'll reach out to them again the next day. Nothing. I called them and I said, okay, I'm not hearing anything from you. The meeting for this or the proposal is tomorrow. I really want to make sure this shines. So can you please give me some feedback? They said, yeah, okay, I'll look at it and I'll let you know. Ten minutes later... They called me and they said, nothing to change. It looks great. It's wonderful. Okay, (laughs) I'll trust you. And as I go into that business proposal meeting, you can see immediately the faces of the senior leadership who's saying, this isn't how we do this, or who told you to write this, or I don't know what you're saying here, whatever, you know, and, and valid feedback, but feedback that this leader of mine could easily have caught any of the other times I'd asked. So what that did for me by, A, walking into the lion's den and not being prepared was made me feel incredibly uncomfortable, put me in a very vulnerable situation where it was hard to accept the feedback, not because I didn't like the feedback, but because I was so taken aback. You know, a previous leader had just told me, oh, it's great. And now leaders at that same level are saying, not even close. You're on the wrong ship there, buddy. And that is hard to hear, no matter who you are, no matter how good you are at taking feedback. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is I also felt an extreme lack of trust with that leader. They had told me very clearly if I needed help, turn to them and they would give me that help. 
They didn't give me that help. And so now I have lost that trust completely with them. In the second story, it's with my dad and my mom. One thing uh, that I remember vividly about what they would always do is when we were being a little loud, rambunctious, or maybe acting inappropriately as kids in a situation, my parents would say, if you don't stop, we're going to leave right now and we're going to go sit in the car. And this could be at a, a restaurant, it could be at a movie, it could be at any sort of public event. But the point was, if we didn't stop, we would all be taken out, or at least me who was acting out, and then my parents, who really wanted to be there too, we would all leave and we'd go sit in the car. And we definitely tried their patience by pushing it, and my parents stuck to what they said, and we'd go sit in the car, and it wasn't fun for anybody. It wasn't fun for us, obviously, because we wanted to be in there, but especially for my parents, who really wanted to be in that activity, or didn't want to be sitting in a hot car and listening to us scream our heads off and complain. But the point is, my parents always delivered when they gave some sort of warning. And like my dad said at the beginning, it wasn't, uh, we're going to kill you if you don't shut up. It's, we're going to go sit in the car, which is an actual threat. But they went along with it. And what that taught us as kids is, if we push the envelope, we're going to get that punishment. It doesn't matter what that punishment is. My parents mean what they say. And so we learned to respect that and to trust my parents a lot more quickly. And not only on threats, but on other things as well. Because we knew that even if it wasn't fun for my parents, when they said something, they meant it. And I remember, obviously, this required a lot of communication between my wife and myself as far as because we had to be on the same page. One of us couldn't say it, and then the other one go, no, 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 or undo that, or anything like that. So it did require a lot of communication. And in a leadership position, that may require some communication between leaders before things are said to a team. But either way, it's critical in a relationship that you say what you mean, and you mean what you say. Another example with that, I remember when the kids were little that we were driving home, and that I don't remember who was getting kind of crazy and loud but it was when we were close to home they were young but we were close to our house and it was like if you don't quit making noise or getting you know hitting or whatever was going on then you're gonna have to walk home yep I remember that and we then we were you know like I say we were fairly close to home it was probably only a couple of houses away from our house but they were little and the fighting or whatever it was continued and I remember we got the kid I can't remember if it was one or two or, or how many of our kids got out of the car and we're like okay now you got to walk home and they kind of looked at us funny, like, you really don't mean this, right? And it was like, get out of the car. And they got out of the car, and we drove home. And they had to walk. And again, it wasn't that far. But at the same time, they learned that if we said, if you continue this, this is what's going to happen, that that's what was going to happen. And again, this is something that was really important for my wife and I to talk about so that we were on the same page, so that either of us could say it. And that either one of us would mean it. And the kids would know that too, that it's like, it, it never was if mom says it, she doesn't really mean it. But if dad says it, he really does mean it. It was if mom or dad say it, they mean it. Well, and I was typically the one who was walking on the side. I remember that. <laughs> I, well, that, I don't remember who, but yes, I remember there was no. a few walks that <laughs> happened. Got good exercise. But to your point, I, I love that you say that. It's also something that you and your spouse or your significant other really need to be on the same page about. When we enrich relationships, we're focusing on building that trust. And the trust that exists by saying what you mean and meaning what you say really does affect every facet of our lives, especially with our spouse. While there's a lot of stories I can share, I can just sum it up by saying my wife and I build trust with each other when we deliver on our promises. 
It can be even something as small as we plan a date or I say, hey, I want to take you on a date this Friday and not forgetting to take her on a date that Friday, you know, small things. But those are the things that build the trust. And we could even describe it as putting a, a deposit into the trust bank by saying, I'm going to deliver when I promise something. When we deliver on that, when we act on it, that's when we build trust. And that's when our relationship really improves. Even if it's already in a good spot, just acting on what we're saying will always build that trust. So I think it's safe to say we can enrich our relationship by saying what we mean and meaning what we say. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. And be sure to check out our other episodes where we explore additional ways to enrich your relationships at work and with your family. Before you take off, we invite you to subscribe and share what you liked from this episode with friends, colleagues, and family. Take a moment and share feedback and suggestions with us directly at Enrich Relationships Podcast at gmail.com. Lasting change comes from enriching your relationships both at work and at home.